Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdum. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am Oleo Classic Nerd. And I'm me, I'm Comic Nerd. Guys, I've been watching like this Australian YouTube channel, yeah. and I'm like picking up on Australian slang. Are you? Yeah. Like, like I asked someone, like, you reckon I could do this? And they're like, what? I'm like, do you reckon I could do it? They reckon it's uniquely Australian. Though. But it's very right? Australian, though. Southern, yeah. also. You, you reckon, mate. I called someone mate. Oh, yeah. When you had the mate in there. Yeah. Yeah. I can't do the Australian accent well. No. But, because it's very, like, I tend to go British. My British accent isn't great either. No, it's definitely not. You sometimes just, like, go into a British spend accent. spend lots of time... Perfecting my British accent well, now it just comes out. Yeah, well, obviously. When I'm being arrogant. Your wife and child are in England. That's so just, it's a slander. Just You're years. ruining my chances of <laughs> finding love. If someone's listening to this podcast... Someone probably has a deep, deep and abiding love for me, but they can't express it because I think because I'm a married you man. have a wife and kids. Because I'm married and some shit like that. Well, you just admitted it. I'm not married. Diaz, <laughs> no. mm, isolate the audio. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to isolate it. Say it you I'm know what? Not- I, I expected it from him. You treacherous piece of shit. You fucking job of the hut looking cunt. He's spineless. I know he is. You know, like you he, know ba- he backs up whoever. Yeah, this is you're the you make the you're the makings of a fucking bully. That's what you are. You're not even a bully. You're the bully's sidekick. That's even right? worse. Yeah, like you're like the guy in the background. You know, in the movies they have like the main villain or not the main villain, but like the main bully. Like, yeah, hey, I'm gonna pick on this the one that dude. beats everybody up. Yeah, he, and the other one who eggs him on. Yeah, he's the one who gets punched in the face first. <laughs> like, that's that's you. Yeah, that's that is your destiny. I'm gonna punch you in the face the second this fucking podcast is over. I punch you in the face, but you'd beat me up, so I'm not going to. <laughs> at least, at least you understand what the hierarchy yeah. is. Right? It's facts. Right. I'll punch you in the face, but I don't. I don't want to get my ass kicked. But between the three of us, I don't think I could take either one of you. No, let's be real. I mean, you're not a fighter. I, I fight dirty. You're, you're, you're scrappy, but you're not a fighter. Yeah, barely a human being. See? See? There he goes again. <laughs> he just, just jumps all over bandwagon. The worst person on this podcast. <laughs> Seriously. Trend. Everyone thinks it's me because I got this dirty mouth and I'm vulgar and shit. No, you have redeeming qualities. There are certain redeeming... Not a lot. Let's, yeah, there's I some. Mean, let me fair, <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't oversell this. It's true. There's some redeeming qualities, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've got none. God <laughs> yeah. damn it, Tran. Spineless. <laughs> he, he's like that that little blob thing, you know? A little, little pink man. blob that uh, Jimmy Kimmel puts up and says, is Ted Cruz? That's V. What the fuck is he talking about? The blob. You haven't seen I've it? I've never seen this no. blob there. Pink well, blob. you know, at least I can, you know, make coherent analogies about things. You've got a point there. You know? yeah, so. it is, it's a, you're it's making a, references to things that I have no fucking idea you're talking about. Is this a Pokemon? No, man. Hold on. I use, <laughs> this is a Pokemon. You, you search pink blob Ted Cruz. This is marvelous. This I is know. Marvelous this is recording like, oh, right a blobfish. Him looking R- up Google. R- riveting yeah. podcast material. Yeah. Genius. You know what I'm talking about. Once you know, while, while, while Diz is trying to learn how to use his phone, despite the fact that he works in the industry. That's <laughs> got a point there, too. Uh, we're... That one. Oh, okay, I've seen him. I was, uh, you know, I spent, I spent, oh, the blobfish. Yeah. That's that's an actual fish. It's a real fish. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That was He's a character. A fucking piece of crap. <laughs> it's got a face. Oh, God. <laughs> Weren't you going for a biology degree at one point in your life? What? No, never. What <laughs> was wrong with you? Oh, never mind. No, no. The biology was happening in your genitals because you were fucking, it was burning when you peed and shit. Uh, it's a good one, So, me. listen, uh, I, you know, the whole weekend I was watching, um, I was watching old, like, X-Men movie, like, the clips old, on YouTube. Oh, like, mm-hmm. the first, I, I forgot how much I enjoyed first class. Mm. First class. Right, I tell you, that's movie. probably, like the, I think that that is, like, optimal X-Men. Yeah. And I, I gotta tell you, like, yeah. I didn't, I, I thought about it this weekend. I can watch two hours of Magneto just hunting Nazis. Like, I would love to see a Magneto Nazi on if a movie. They ever made, like, if they ever made the Magneto comic books into a movie. He hunts Nazis in the comic no, books? No, he doesn't hunt Nazis in the comic books, but he, there's a similar kind of, he, there's a hunting component. Huh. I'd watch it. Because I think that, that story arc is compelling, and also because Magneto is probably one of my favorite mutants. <laughs> there was a story arc for a while where he was... Uh, he kind of like he like separated himself completely after like the Avengers and the X Men versus X Men story arc, yeah. and he he was kind of a a vengeful broken human being, and all he did was going around and like violently murdered like anti mutant like politicians and shit. Like he would like put road signs to their mouth and stuff. Yeah, I'd I'd yeah. watch I'd That's watch a, a Magneto movie like a standalone, like a standalone. Yeah, I think I it'd think, be compelling. I think his story is compelling. 
They keep going to fucking Wolverine. Yeah, I'm this Wolverine story is. You know, it's, not... it's Hugh Jackman. That's why. Yeah, he's Hugh so... Jackman's a good actor, and also I think the fanboys like Wolverine. Right? I like Wolverine. I'm. I'm it's all right. He's Wolverine's good... one of my favorite characters. He's an overrated character. He just runs at things and scratches. It. I like that. He's a little guy. And just goes around and he's scrappy. Hugh Jackman is not little. I know he's Hugh Jackman's really, not little, but really in the tall. in the comic books and the and cartoons, he's fucking ripped. Yeah, for, yeah. For he's like Wolverine. a fifty-year-old man too. Mm. Where he's like forty-something. But the the Wolverine in the comic books is like five yeah, foot I two. Would, yeah, he's very, he's very short. He's about your height. Um, five eight, bitch. But yeah, Mag- Magneto, I I totally be down for. Yeah, I don't think they would do a single. No, like a, I don't think so. it's uh, standalone. If they went, if they went like Punisher route, like they're like, okay, we're just gonna accept like a TV the show, darkness, hmm. just. Go at it. I don't know if Marvel would do that. Have you watched Marvel season two? Marvel seems more comfortable doing that shit on the TV shows yeah. than yeah. it is in movies. Its movies have been pretty sugar-coated. But it's not MCU, have technically. You, have you no, watched right. season... Yeah, so. well, I mean, they did. They own it now, though. They do they, own it now, but, you know, I, you know, I don't know. You know, because it's... I mean, they could very well just be like, well, technically the know. same, but... I don't know how they're going to incorporate the X-Men into the MCU. Have you seen, um, like, the... What are those things called? The... When they get a focus group stuff about the the yeah, Phoenix yeah, movie, yeah, yeah, is it bad? Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, Supposedly, like the worst X Men movie of all time. I'm not fo- surprised. Yeah, I'm from focus groups and shit. It's, it's, it's annoying because they really they really kind of destroyed. First Class was amazing. Days of Future Past was great. Apocalypse was Apocalypse was horrible. It just what sucks yeah. is that like I realize that Michael Fassbender more or less kind of redeems the movies and Fassbender and McAvoy yeah. are kind of the only two that yeah. do a good job because I actually watched like the beginning part of Apocalypse where he's in Poland and he's like the metal worker oh yeah and and it's really good it's like yeah. there's something about it like yeah, crushes you right? like, really yeah when his family here. gets killed just, the thing the yeah. thing that drives me nuts spoiler alert the, I guess is the, is the fact that they did this whole fucking reboot to undo the damage X3 X3 right Mm -hmm. they said the story arc was shit all that and then what's that one called all the trailers Last Stand all the trailers hint at that they've literally picked up the same story arc the phoenix is an ish is like a psychic phenomenon within her Mm. it's been within her this entire time and then it's going to be unleashed and then like it's like wait a minute didn't we just go through this and it didn't work out i remember the tv show did a good job of like the phoenix force the tv show did all right but i mean but they had to go into space to do that yeah but I remember, because I, I, I vividly remember Phoenix. We should mention alongside in broader nerd news the cancellation of like everyone's favorite TV shows. Which one? Jessica Jones. Oh, they're doing yeah, Netflix canceled all of them. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's Punisher. Yeah, gone. Well, one season of Punisher. Two right? seasons. Two, two seasons. I heard this last second season's really good. I haven't seen it yet. I need to binge watch it. My brother told me it's really good. This is, is this Marvel cleaning house? Well, because they're going to do their own streaming service, remember? Yeah, but if they're doing their own streaming service, that doesn't necessarily mean it's this show with these people. Yeah, no, Mar- Marvel, be... Marvel says that it's just they're, the, these shows are not continuing. That's what they've so it's far... Up. Preemptively, that's what they've said. I don't know how, you know the veracity of it, but they said these Which shows horrible are horrible, too. Like they're actually really well-rated shows. They are. I don't know, they're very well the... Uh, Minus uh, fucking the Yellow Fever, dude. the movie. Yeah, um, shit, that one. What was that shit called? Uh, Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. Yeah. Iron Fist was bad. I saw an episode of Iron Fist, and it, it's... Yeah. yeah. They didn't... Oh. Because the, the bad guys... This is literally one of the bad guys' groups is Asian. Oh, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. It's really oh, bad. Yeah. Well, you know he's, a white, he's a white rich guy around yeah. beating up Asian people. Her name was Lady Marshall. Snake, too, or whatever. Oh, it God. Like, yeah, it's bad. No, it's bad. I watched one episode. It wasn't... Like it's not a, it's not bad in the sense like it's boring like I didn't I didn't find myself zoning out but like in terms of like thematically like you couldn't make that show yeah you just no, you can't I hate, I watched it I watched the whole thing because I was like all right maybe it gets you better hate watched it I did because maybe yeah. it's better right it nope. didn't it actually got worse mm-hmm. um and then and I'm not gonna lie and then after the I actually I binged Game of Thrones to catch up yeah and at that point I had watched Iron Fist already yeah. and I really started. To enjoy the torturing of Loras Tyrell because of that show. Yeah. It is Loras yeah. Tyrell. Yeah. 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 yeah, I forget I'm about like, that. Yeah, fuck you, Knight of Flowers. Yeah, British dude. Yeah. Whip him again. That's, that's rude, man. Loras Tyrell wasn't that bad of a guy. He gave a fucking rose to Sansa in the first season. That's true. No, I don't mind Loras Tyrell, he but the character. I mean, but the, the Iron Fist bled into the universe <laughs> yeah, for me. There was so much hatred <laughs> yeah. there. I, I understand. It, is a, it, it was bad. I only saw one episode, and I went. Oh, Believe wow, me, yeah. Like, is, and I'm is... sure you kind of went. That was 16 minutes that I'm not going to get back. Yeah, I just watched whatever. it, and I kind of went. Not only is this bad, but who who greenlight this? Like this again. This is like this is the J.K. Rowling issue all over again. Yeah, the people you just can't say yes. There's nobody in the room that went. Um, no. Does no one notice 
the awkward themes of this fucking mo- of the yeah. show. Well, because the white hand, guy the obsessed hand was, with an Asian girl no, no. goes around beating people up with martial arts. Mm. The people he's beating up happen to be Asian. They were in called fucking Iron Fist. Like, this is like yeah. Orientalism through. Like, well, he also ends up fucking the Asian girl who owns a martial arts studio. I mean, this is <laughs> this is the problem they ran into with Doctor Strange, right? Which is why they chose the, to make the ancient one white. Which was in of itself also really awkward and complicated, uh, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's because of that Orientalist trope of like visiting the mystic. I mean, we, we still have that bullshit today, right? With Marie Kondo, all that mis- like the mystic yeah. East, right? That's where we find meaning. Yes. Right? So bull- it's straight up bullshit that we that, that's still around. <laughs> but you would think that there was someone in the studio that went, "Yo, we need to we need to finesse this a little bit." Is there like anyone in the studio though? When, when it comes to Asian American like representation, for, like forget all that. All right. This is a studio who's. We expect them sometimes to do some dumb shit because they do it, right? Because they're going off of a comic book. Who's stopping motherfuckers like Burberry and Gucci and Katy Perry? Katy Perry's got blackface shoes. Gucci had a, had a blackface sweater. Burberry put out a jacket with okay. a noose. Okay, I gotta say something. I, the shoes I didn't quite I, I see, so I don't know. I can't make comments about that. They had a blackface. But I saw the noose one and I just went, yeah, in what know. universe did you think a noose. <laughs> It was an accessory, right? <laughs> you see the Gucci, the Gucci sweater. I didn't see the Gucci. Oh, it's like a turtleneck that, that goes over over your mouth, and it's all black, and it has an opening in the mouth, but it's like a red outline yeah. of the oh, mouth. Oh, for fuck's sake! It was some fucking Al Jolson shit. Like what the fuck, it's bad, bro. The Katy Perry shoes look just like that. It's just a reminder that the fucking that's the, the corporations. There's, I remember Pepsi. We talked about the Pepsi fucking Kendall? commercial, right? Kendall Jenner. There was not a single person that went. This sounds like a stupid idea. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just, everyone's, there has to have been someone who thought it, but didn't want to lose their job. So, like, yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah. Went along with everyone else. I couldn't be in that position. Look, because man. I'd say, I'd be like, this yeah. is a fucking stupid idea. And all idea. those fuckers make six figures a year. Like, I'm telling you. I could never be in that Listen, place. I stand by the statement. Honest. I said this statement a few weeks ago. I'm standing by it now. If there was anyone else besides Kendall Jenner in that Pepsi commercial, it would not be as panned as it was. Let's be real. It's like Chuck Norris or some shit? No. Any, if you got some generic model, right? No, it would still be bad. Like Kendall Jenner yeah. made it worse. So I'm saying, it wouldn't be as panned as it was if it wasn't for yeah, Kendall Jenner. It was, Kendall Jenner made it worse. But the the idea of any model, the Pepsi with the co- no, no, don't first of all don't co-op Black Lives Matter yeah. and don't try to say we can just Pepsi our problems. Have you like, seen a new commercial? Like, no, the new commercial is like, uh, can I get a Coke? Is Pepsi okay? Yeah, yeah it's, sorry, it's, it's Pepsi right. okay. <laughs> What's his fucking Steve Carell, Lil John, and Cardi B. Cardi B. I saw yeah. that. So. They're, they're trying to redeem themselves. They're trying. They're trying to go. They're like, you know what? Social justice and workforce, we're just going to go funny. We're going to go with the memes because the memes online for years have been saying the official slogan for Pepsi is, is Pepsi okay? Because <laughs> right? you always ask for a Coke. They tell you go to a restaurant. So they've gone meme-wise. You know, so that's smart. Because people like stuff on the internet. That's how Bernie Sanders got fam- uh, got popular was because uh, the internet, right? The little know. fucking three-minute AJ Plus videos about him and the little dove coming in and shit or little bird. Hey, people over overread things. It was just a fucking bird. I know, but he's like, this is a... People like, he's the anointed one. Like, this is a bird of peace. Jewish man. It's really offensive. Like, mm. Don't say shit like that, right? Don't, <laughs> don't call Jews anointed ones. It's really, really offensive. Is it? Why? So the Messiah, oh. the messianic figure, especially with Christianity, like the Christian, they don't accept Christ as a Messiah. Don't call Jews anointed ones, right? It's <laughs> okay. kind of weirdly offensive. It's like in the same way that we, when you talk to people, oh, you know, Jewish family or if someone passes away, don't say, oh, he's in heaven or he's become an angel. Those those are Christian motifs that don't translate. You go, may his memory be a blessing or our memory be a blessing, right? So ah. you got culturally sensitive. Can you people. say he's in a better place now? No, don't say anything. Yeah, because you don't know. Memory. Because in, in Judaism, the afterlife is different, right? There's no uh, why do people always fucking tell us he's in a better place? <laughs> well, who? The Muslims. The Muslims do have a concept of a better place. Uh, and hell. Jews have a, have a different concept of, of an afterlife. So it's very important to kind of be culturally sensitive to that. Anyways, okay. that aside, they did overblow some of the Bernie Sanders. Like, he did become weirdly... I'm telling you, he's an internet meme. Well, I, I, it's the fact is that it was, it was the millennials, right? It wasn't just the memes. It was the fact that... He became the millennial candidate, yeah. right? Millennials had grown up with Obama and were spoiled. Because he right? was a meme, too. He was phenomenal. In their minds, the idea of the first woman president wasn't that big of a deal. Because we had the first black president? We had the first black president. The idea was it was already you broke those kind of records. The first is not as compelling anymore, whereas we would see a lot of kind of older generation women, second generation feminists and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Very big deal for them to have. The, I mean, that's huge, right? Yeah. So they were all obsessed with Bernie. 
mm-hmm. because it was the policies that drove it, but also he's an internet personality. Yeah. Well, he's running. I got a text today. He's right. kooky. Yeah, it's fun. Although I, I think it's interesting. It's all like he's like the last person that you would think that would know how to use the internet. Yeah, but and yet it's like somehow he's a master of. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, he's not doing it. It's other people. He's I know. Like, he's just like people are doing it. For he's him. a figurehead. Whereas like Alexia Ocasio Cortez, she, she does not, it herself. Yeah, she like, goes on great, Twitch herself right? and shit. He's very yeah. good. Whereas Glenn Sanders is just he's just kind of like he's that kooky professor that everyone has that everyone's like in love with. He's like mm. kind of curmudgeonly and angry. But everyone wants to take his class. He's an art mm. history teacher that we both took. What was her name? Rickerson? The, yeah, the, the Greek lady. Rickerson? Yeah. No, Rickerson's nice, though. I know, but she's like this kooky one that everyone wants to take. Yeah, she's... Bernie Sanders is a little like. He's curmudgeonly, he's disheveled, he's kooky. He's just like, who? what the fuck? Man, he's like, the guy that you see like jogging across campus. <laughs> that is true, yeah. <laughs> like, There's yeah. always that one professor. He's running late. Yeah, just... jogs across campus. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there he goes again. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Never wears like a. He never wears a suit that looks good. No, it's just like a so mismatched. Like fitting, mismatched. Yeah, it's too big for him. He's like a likable Boris Johnson. Yeah, he's like oh, he's older, but yeah. like, so he doesn't actually jog. He just shuffles really fast. <laughs> go, oh, there goes Bernie again. Have you seen him running? That's what he does. Yeah. He just <laughs> shuffles really fast. <laughs> seen him shoot hoops. He, he shoots basketballs all weird too. <laughs> he's for an old guy. He's pretty spry. Yeah, he's. Shoots, he shoots just exactly how you would picture an old exactly. white man to shoot a basketball. Wait, you know what? He's good. <laughs> he's not bad. He's not bad. He's surprising for a politician. Like, he's not Obama good. Yeah, we're spoiled by Obama. Right? Whoa, but, Obama was great at basketball. Don't be fucking racist. What, what he was what? actually good at basketball. He's looking at us like we're just saying he was good at basketball because he was black. No, Obama. I don't think he was. Was that what you were saying? What? That's, what? What, that's what he looked at us oh, like. Okay. Thinking, oh, wait, I was like paying attention. No, Obama had pickup Obama games. Obama played the pickup. He was really genuinely good. Yeah, and he would play against NBA players and stuff. He was. He would, Obama, for all his policy flaws, because he has a lot of them. Right? Yeah, and I'm a serious critic of Obama's policy flaws. He's way too much of a centrist. Way too accommodating. His foreign policy was fucking disastrous. Syria, mm-hmm. Libya. That's all on him. He was also. A cool president. Yeah, very likable. He's very fucking likable. He had a really great uh, comedian in cars getting coffee. Yeah. The giant Seinfeld. Yeah. That yeah. was actually a really good episode. You can actually see it on YouTube. You see the full episode. Yeah. It's also his that's when he sings. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. No, he's got he's got that. He's that, got the swag. Kind of that, yeah, that charisma, that, that charm that like people just kind of. He's got the. He's like, he was a professor too, right? From he was a law professor. Yeah. He's law so professor. he kind of. I think he understands. He's a law professor to, that people were in love with. Yeah, yeah. he kind of. He kind of play. He understands how to kind of play to the hearts. Whereas. As, as long as he doesn't wear a tan suit, he's yeah, fine. Apparently. Whereas Bernie <laughs> Sanders is like. He's lovable in spite of himself. Whereas yeah. like Obama's very like consciously. You know, people like him because he's, he's putting forth an image. Bernie Sanders isn't putting forth an image. He's just so. Unaware, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he lacks any self awareness that it's a weirdly endearing. It's like, in spite of his disheveled look, his kooky look, his kind of crazy wagging finger, everyone's like, Oh, we love that guy. Here's my thing, man. All right, because he announced his, his campaign for presidency today, yeah. Well, yeah, like super early within morning. 12 within 12 hours, he had raised like three million dollars. Yeah, in one hour, he raised one million dollars. Well, I got a text from the campaign. There's a lot of this morning. I want you to understand how much money that is it's to raise within that short yeah. period of time. But, but people are excited, it, but it worries me more so than I'm excited, right? Because yeah. I, I voted for Bernie in the primary like yeah. in 2016, yeah. but like I'm, I'm looking at the fucking race. Yeah. And there's so many goddamn people. It's a packed primary, and it's going to get even more packed when Biden announces. Bloomberg. Bloomberg might fucking announce. That piece of shit, Schultz. Delaney or whatever his name is. Schultz doesn't even announce, and he's already got fucking town halls on CNN. I fucking hate a, CNN so he's much. He's going to run as an independent, right? I fucking hate I, CNN. Like, there's literally no reason to give... He's put forth not a single policy. He's never said one policy thing. He hinted that he might run for president, and they gave him a town hall. Dude, that's fucking billionaire privilege right there. That's wealth right there. That is true, yeah. Here's man. the thing, all right? Republicans are loving it. I got a text message from my Republican friend. Which like, Republican friend? You don't know my Republican friend. He's my white Republican friend. He's my token white friend. That narrows right? it down. Yeah, my token white Republican friend. He sent me this link, and he wrote, LOL, you guys are screwed. He's going to split the vote for us. Who? Schultz. Schultz? Yeah. No, Schultz isn't going to split the vote. Anyone who thinks that Schultz is going to split the vote doesn't fucking know anything about the Democrats, like, universally hate this guy. He's polling at less than 8%. He's polling at, like, 3%. That's still enough he's to not, fucking... He's not going to split the vote. If he runs as an independent, he's not going to split the vote. What he's going to do is muddle the messaging. A lot of the language is going to be kind of confused. He's going to suck up airtime. 
Because well, that's same, the worst part. The same it. thing Gary Johnson and Jill Stein did. No, well, see, the difference is Gary Johnson didn't take any votes away from from Clinton. Whereas the Green Party runs on a progressive platform. Mm-hmm. Like Jill it Stein. is. It does split the vote. Yeah. Nobody who's planning to vote Democrat is going to vote Howard Schultz. You think so? Yeah, no one. What he might do is pull some moderate Republicans who don't want to vote Trump, mm-hmm. but who are uncomfortable with the Democrats, who are going to kind of plug their nose and vote for the Democrats because Trump fucked up the tax plan. Mm. But now that Howard Schultz is going to run, they might vote for him. He's not going to pull any Democrat, real Democrat votes. We, the polling well, like Nader is so did, cause bad. Nader did that shit too. Nader again is ran as, Green. as 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 progressive. Progressives will split the vote. Every time there's a progressive running, if a progressive runs as an independent or Green Party or something, they will pull votes away. They mm-hmm. will. Not a lot, but just enough to make a difference. Two to three percent. Well, Howard Schultz. That made a difference in the fucking It made a huge difference. It made the Gorka. Even in this one. You think so? Yeah. If you look at the numbers for out of the, the blue states, the blue mm-hmm. wall, they're all the exact percentages of, of uh, fucking Jill Stein. Oh, sure. If the Jill Stein voters had voted Clinton, uh-huh. Clinton would have won. Huh. That's the how small the percentage was. We're talking about like fifty thousand votes in fucking Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. twenty thousand in fucking Michigan or something. Yeah. I often wonder with the Jill Stein voters how they feel now. Two don't years. Some of them are fucking still self righteous about it. I think. Yeah, of course, they don't, they don't give a yeah. shit. They no. don't because they're mostly felt my conscience. They're mostly white voters that that don't care. And there's the and it's not just Jill Stein voters, right? Yeah, yeah. The Bernie, some of the Bernie Bros were like that as well. Yeah. The Bernie Bros to this day, I, I distinctly remember Bernie Bro going, "Well, I'm glad he did get elected." Yeah, I've heard what, that. What the yeah. fuck do you mean you're glad he got... They're talking about Trump. Mm. What do you mean you're glad he got elected? Bernie Bros is like something I don't understand. Like they, That's the thing that kind of turns me off about Bernie is the Bernie Bros. Uh, you know, the Bernie, one of the, I think the Bernie Bros is a bit of a slander mm-hmm. put forth by some people on the Democrats to try to coerce loyalty, mm-hmm. right? To, to kind of create conformity. I think there is, though, a contingent of Bernie supporters that are virulently misogynistic... Mm-hmm. That are kind of cult-like in their devotion to Bernie. Yeah. That said, I don't have any problem. I like Bernie. I st- all the stuff that Bernie stands for is stuff I stand for. My biggest beef with Bernie Sanders is that he doesn't know how to run intersectionally. His that is language true, yeah. is his language is very dismissive yeah. of identity politics. And I I'm a critic of representational politics as a sort of superficial superficial attempts at change, but. <clears throat> Identity politics, dismissing that, mm-hmm. way to ignore the civil rights, way to ignore women's rights. And I don't care who you marched with. In 2019 or 2017, you better tell me how your policies are going to affect my community. The reality yeah. is that whoever is going to become the Democratic primary, whoever is going to become the nominee, it's going to be voted for by black women. Black sure. women are going to be the deciding vote in the South. Well, I think Ber- Bernie, yeah, you talk, I mean, you, you mentioned it. It's like Bernie's language really kind of. Yeah, I always felt like it. it just it just kind of it talked about he always talked about the white working white class, work, even though yeah. the working class is the most diverse class, you know, and like it's just it's it's annoying because it's like you understand the message of the progressives. The reason why yeah. uh, you know AOC is in the office is because you know she's an example of that, yeah, that and, intersectional you know, approach. I guess on on a, if you're gonna if you're gonna put labels together, you know, she's technically kind of in the same boat as Bernie and his policies being yeah, democratic she's a, socialist. She's a, she's a democratic socialist, but she thinks in kind of intersectional terms. She talks about racial inequality. She talks about uh, career, you know, criminal justice reform. These are things that I think Bernie. Can do better in. I support Bernie's policies. I would vote. I'll vote for him for the primary. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Over Warren and yeah, I like Warren too. But Warren's not actually a Democratic <coughs> socialist. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I think. I think Warren's too too much part of the system. Honestly, she's but. a she's a capitalist reformer. Yeah, because I know I'm not voting for Harris or Booker. Booker and Harris, I wouldn't vote for. Yeah, sorry. No, yeah. I voted no. for Harris in uh, for the for senator a couple years back. But Kamala Harris is my biggest beef with her. I don't know a lot about her policies, mm-hmm. but my biggest beef is that she criminalized truancy. Man, that's those are, those are poor immigrant families. Yeah, no, and she, I mean, she has a, you know, she's got that weird hound of justice thing going. I don't, I yeah, I'm not a fan of that whole thing. It's like Booker, we already have Booker with the pharmaceuticals. Yeah, Fuck that yeah. guy. We have a we have a hardcore kind of uh, revolving door prison thing going on, especially in California with the three strikes law. And Kamala Harris is like a big proponent of all sorts of fucked up yeah, shit. Yeah, she was super. Like, she literally was talking about how businesses were a great help to her 
during this whole true like criminalizing truancy and drug offenses yeah, yeah. No, i'm not about that like I mean, you know she she says a lot of good words but i think her actions dictate kind of other i'm not a big fan of yeah. Harris, not booker fuck like everyone else elizabeth war i would vote for a sanders warren ticket Oh yeah, yeah no, totally in a heartbeat. Yeah, everyone keeps talking about this Tulsi Gabbard chick. Tulsi Gabbard is is a wolf in sheep. She's the Hawaiian one, right? She is the one from Hawaii. Hard right Hindu nationalist uh-huh. who's a Modi supporter. De- people like her because they think she's a non-interventionist, like Bernie Sanders is, meaning that she doesn't believe in regime change. It is true she does not believe in the U.S. involved in regime change, uh-huh. but she is a massive supporter of the war on terror. Hmm. She believes in. She doesn't believe in invading. She believes in droning. That's the only difference. That's even worse. Even worse. She loves, she's also a big supporter of Assad and Sisi. She thinks Sisi is our greatest ally in the Middle East. The man who's literally put tens of thousands of people in jail. He's the Egyptian guy, right? He's the Egyptian, he's an Egyptian fucking dictator. Hmm. He's he's more fucking, back in the day they called him Mubarak's lapdog, remember? Yeah, yeah, Uh, yeah. And he's, I mean, he's, he's a lot like Anwar Sadat. (laughs) He's more like, he's more like Mubarak than he is anyone else. I mean, when you were in, when you were in Egypt, that was the big fear was that Sisi was going that if the revolution happened, Mubarak would be removed and Sisi would come into power. Now, at the time, that didn't happen. They ended up getting a Muslim Brotherhood. Huh? The Muslim Brotherhood came in. But once they ousted the Muslim Brotherhood, Sisi did fucking job. Their worst fears were realized. Yeah, no, Sisi is just, I mean, he's, you know, he was a mil- general, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's it's a like, general like, back then. Like, Sisi is like Mubarak, only he's like, more more violent about so things. More militant. Way just, more militant. Yeah, more militant. So it's like Gaddafi, it's, except Gaddafi was fucking nuts. Yeah, he had harems. Yeah, he he, he did have harems, but he didn't, he didn't sleep with the women. You know that? What? He had like he surrounded himself with beautiful women and he'd give them gifts and shit. But he just liked beautiful women. Well, I like this guy. The women that never they never accused him of like sexual assault or anything like that. Seems like a good guy. Why do we get rid of him? He doesn't seem like he's a fucking dictator. <laughs> yeah. He's kooky as fuck. Semantics. <laughs> Semantics. But this Tulsi Gabbard along that she also called. Uh, uh, gay rights activists, homosexual extremists. What? Oh, jeez. Quote, her actual quote about that. <laughs> and she's part of a cult. She's part of an actual religious cult. It's an Indian cult in Hawaii that involves like Hare Krishna, not Hare Krishna, but like meditation and whatnot. Hmm. It's, a, it's a very dangerous group. This woman should not be in, involved hmm. in any lever of power in, in the Democratic Party. She voted against refugees. Uh-huh. She voted she regularly to support and expand the war on terror, and was in talks when Trump was elected to become Secretary of State. Oh, shit. Yeah. No Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. She, she's a faux fucking pro- progressive. She's a, she's a faux Democrat. <laughs> she's a faux Democrat. Faux progressive, yeah. She's a faux Democrat. She's fucking Republican. She, you know what it is? And her running, too, she's the one that's going to pull the kind of Bernie votes. If Bernie doesn't get it, she might run as an independent and pull those votes. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. because yeah, because yeah. she, she's she, got a she's got a groundswell. She so like, will she yeah. will vote she will go independent. I think. You think so? I think so. She doesn't have enough votes to ever become anything, but she can pull enough of the the people the Bernie Bros that voted Trump uh-huh. when Bernie didn't get elect, uh, the nominee. Okay, right? so like if by chance Kamala those Harris guys, gets the nomination, yeah, Kamala Harris, those guys will vote Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, interesting. Yeah. That's where she sits at. The intersection of the Bernie bros who voted Trump. What does that say about society? Society's fucking fucked is what it means. I think part of the, the issue is that a lot of these Democrats are going to have to think very consciously about the narratives they're putting forward. Mm-hmm. Right? They can't run just on, I'm an anti-Trump vote. Trump as the bad guy is an obvious here. Yeah. Right? The fucker puts children in cages. Yeah. Right? It's an obvious. In fact, there's a very strong chance that just the anti-Trump vote enough is, is, is enough to kind of get the Democrats to win. The key, however, if you want to build a real coalition, and this is where I think Bernie messed up in 2016, is he didn't have the narrative. Yeah, he did the whole our revolution thing, and I think it was energetic and exciting enough, but uh-huh. at the end of the day, he didn't get, he missed out on three million votes. Well, yeah, he didn't get, like, the fucking he didn't regular... Get south. Yeah. He no, didn't get that, the, and the thing is, is I think regular like old school democrats are afraid of the term yeah, socialist, socialist yeah. right yeah. so you've got to be able to tell a good story about why like like even his even his fucking his launch right uh-huh. he has no story of me or story of us he's not go, he's got no personal narrative 
-hmm. if you watch his video, mm -hmm. it's just a straight up policy video. He's like, this is what I want. This is the stuff we're mm. He doesn't do the whole like, when I was young. And yeah. He doesn't yeah. do that. Whereas like, oh, everyone, Kamala Harris like, did it. Yeah. Booker did it. That's yeah. true. Like, I guess we kind of need that in our politics, yeah. don't we? Like, we the, need that show almost. The narrative. I, Trump I don't want, didn't do that, though. I don't want that. I don't want it, right? Yeah. I don't want too much narrative. But you need to have some awareness that you are telling a story in public. This is actually, this raises an interesting question about the kind of the, the movies and stories that we, we consume now, mm -hmm. particularly in regards to what we oppose, right? Mm -hmm. It's easy to say I oppose Trump based off of these grounds. Yes. Right? Racism. But what happens when our understandings of villains are complicated? So I'll give you an example of this, right? Star Wars, first and foremost, uh -huh. I think is a best, one of the better representations of evil. Not in the form of the Sith. I think the Sith is a bit too reductive. Like right? on-the-nose evil? A little too on-the-nose evil. Mm -hmm. I mean, Darth Maul yeah. looked like a fucking devil, right? Like, it's a bit on-the-nose. I get yeah. it. Oh, he's from Dathomir. I get it. Right, right, right. But it's a bit too much, uh -huh. right? Emperor Palpatine, right? He looks like a shriveled-up evil. But what they do a phenomenal job is... In is the Empire. Okay. Right? Specifically, if you take the prequels and put them in with the original trilogy. The original trilogy, the Empire is just this all-consuming evil force, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're just bad guys. You never feel bad for a Death Star that blows up and kills all those people inside. I do. You, nah, nah, originally, you didn't. When you watched the first time, you didn't go, what about all those people? Every time... It's true. I was happy that they died. Here's Later the on, you do. Once you grew older and you started thinking yeah. about now it. Now that I'm an adult... Now you start thinking I start like, watching like these little henchmen get killed and stuff. I'm like, oh, that sucks. Those poor guys yeah, have families. But, I think what the prequels did is they showed us that the Empire comes out of the Republic. Explain. The Empire isn't just this evil conquering force. It's a product of the corruption of democracy hmm. in which the people willingly vote emergency powers to one person. They allow fear and separatism and division to conquer. Hmm. Right, Donald Trump. That, I mean, there's a great line that goes. This is how democracy. I think. I think it's a Senator Amadala says it. This is how democracy dies to thunderous applause. Right? Oh, because yeah, yeah. they they're cheering the appointment of the chancellor with emergency powers. Well, that's true. And and I think stupid. That's a really interesting depiction of evil. It's. I don't think George Lucas always executed it perfectly, but I think he was trying for something deeper there. That systems are oppressive and that systems can be corrupted. And they're, they're not inherently good. That just because you have a democracy doesn't mean you've got the best form of government. That mm -hmm. it is open to corruption, open to manipulation, open to fear. Mm -hmm. That is an interesting understanding of evil. It tells us that George Lucas is thinking of evil in complex ways. He's thinking them as, he's thinking of it as systemic, as institutional. Okay. Right? That makes sense to me. As a historian, that's how we see violence emerge. It's never a singular bad guy. Even Hitler, right? Yeah. It's part of a system. Yeah, it was a Nazi regime. Not even just the Nazi regime. He emerges out of a failure of the Republic. In the World War the One, The German Republic fundamentally fails. They acquiesced him. He wasn't even that popular. He just was popular enough. Hmm. Right? Interesting. That's the, the, a little bit of German history that most people forget. It wasn't that he was like massively popular as a person. Mm -hmm. He yeah. wasn't. He just was popular enough that when the coalition formed, they're like, all right, we're just going to give him what he wants. Yeah. They gave in. That, I think, is what Star Wars does really well. And you see this even further in the kind of the newer depictions of Star Wars, particularly, I think, uh, Star Wars Rebels. Not Star Wars Rebels. What's the fucking... Uh, New Republic? Not New Republic. Um... Uh, the the one that was supposed to be uh, right before New Hope. Clone Wars, not Clone Wars. The movie. Oh, um, Rogue uh, One. Rogue One. Rogue yeah. One. I thought Rogue One was so, so well done in regards to really helping us understand the nature of evil, the Empire, the complexities of the rebellion, even the role of violence in resisting evil. Yeah, yeah. No, Pedro Pascal. Yeah, amazing. Um, I personally think that the movie itself, for the most part, was kind of crap, except for the last hour. I've said that before. It was a bit slow. Yeah, was, I don't yeah. think it was crap, but it was definitely. Slow. It was just there was no. I, I didn't. I, the, the development of characters, I think, was lacking. But you can't really do a whole lot. Yeah, like it, hours, with, with the, like, what's his name, Danny Yen DeVito. 
No, what? Danny Yen was in there. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I had no idea because there was the Asian guy that was in there. All of a sudden, I thought I you would like, like it. He had representation. <laughs> He's got a point there. Yeah. <laughs> if I ask you every time there's a brown person in, yeah, yeah dude, typically, so you know, fucking like, racist. It's like, hey, though I did like his character. Yeah, yeah, it was a good character. But I mean, did they really have to do like the blind they monk did. thing with they him? Did the like, blind, come the on, samurai man! Thing. Like, they really geez, did. And he had he had kind of that oafish, big Asian dude with yeah, him too. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did do the the blind samurai. Some fucking bit, David Carradine shit was, going on. It was over a there. bit bad. It was a bit bad. <laughs> I thought you would enjoy yeah, that. But I think this is what I'm talking about, though. Right, the narratives that. The, the stories about bad guys tell us something about ourselves. Hmm. Disney does that. Disney, I think Disney does it really well. Actually, they do. So, the villain in the Little Mermaid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The crab. Yeah. Ursula. Yeah. Sebastian. <laughs> Sebastian. Sebastian is the real villain. He is. Yeah. Every time she's trying to fly, he's right on her heels, clipping her wings. That's true. You know what he is? He's the true evil. Yeah. No man, he's trying he to protect her. Up, he fucked up that poor French guy. The French guy was just trying to make a decent meal. And all of a sudden, this fucking crab comes along, fucks the entire meal up. Well, good. He was trying to eat his people. He was trying to eat his people. He was you made a deal with Poseidon? Poseidon just put one of his, his creatures... Just because I don't eat seafood doesn't mean everyone else has to abstain from seafood. But, you know, the crab was just... Sebastian's a good guy. Fuck Sebastian's off. evil. Here, don't be a hater. He's all a right. bad guy. All right. No, so, I, I hate Sebastian. So he, run, he runs a secret drug chain. <laughs> <laughs> secret drug it's trafficking the true meaning out of, of Atlantis. Of a bottom racist. Oh, look, like a crab is racist? Well, because he's played by a Jamaican guy, right? Oh, he's got he, a Jamaican he, voice. It's not the Jamaican that does it. It's the crab that's done. Mm. The Jamaican guy is perfectly fine. Yeah. It's the crab representation. There's a correlation between drugs and Jamaica. No, there's a Jamaican a correlation crab. between yeah, crabs you. and drugs. Yeah. But if, if, if there were drug dealers of the ocean, crabs would be it. Why? Crabs are the drug dealers have you ever seen crabs I don't know they look like they're the drug dealers of the ocean Mm. angry constantly snapping at things walking sideways that's true that side shuffle that, that's that's the perfect. You don't know what's in the shell. See, that's how you that's how you go through alleyways and shit. No, man. Give me three algae Oys- oysters, <laughs> right? Oysters. Oysters would be the drug. There's no, oysters, oysters don't move. Oysters are just sit there. You open the shell and there's something. No, in there. no, 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 come on no, now. No, no. Pearls. Oysters are bankers. Mm. Eh, that also works too. No <laughs> crabs. Drug dealers. Drug dealers of the ocean. What were you uh, saying? Also bottom feeders. What were you saying? Shut up, V. You're a bottom feeder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got so offended. Sebastian. I don't know why I took it to heart. <laughs> he really resonated with There's no correlation between me and you Sebastian. You really resonated. You guys are just you, upset because you're the same height. <laughs> he's, he's taking a time. Shut up, flounder. I'm tired of your shit. He's really angry that we've been yeah, picking on him. Also, flounder was yellow. That's fucked up. I cut two ways. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Ursula, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ursula is the bad guy. Yeah, right? she is. In, in the bad gal. Room. Bad gal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Villain. Villain, right? Villain is the word you're looking villain, for. Villain is the word yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, very Why good. is she the villain, right? Yeah. She gets ousted from the community. Yeah. Right? Fat shamed her. They totally fat shamed her. Yeah, we don't know why. Yeah, yeah we're going to assume. Wow. Yeah. She's too big. They kicked her out, right? Too big. So, boy, she's, she's a witch. She grants wishes. She does. All right? People go to her. She warns them what's going to happen. In fairness, you're right here. (laughs) She is the most honest villain we've ever encountered. I'll turn you into this beautiful creature. But but there's a price. You're going to turn into a sea urchin afterwards. Is she a sea urchin? Yeah, she turns people into urchins afterwards. They become sea urchins. Those aren't urchins. That's algae or like sea urchins. They're not sea urchins. They're sea urchins, urchins are the little spike balls. No, mm-hmm. they are also the other things. They're sea urchins. No, they're not. Anyways, you're just making shit up, now. Not, man. I looked it up. Right, sea you urchins. You were the ones who didn't know what a blobfish was earlier. That's true. It looked like a character off a TV show. <laughs> but I didn't know it was a real thing. Anyways, she turns them into sea urchins, right? Yeah. But she warns them this is what's yeah. gonna happen. She fucking warns that chick Ariel. Hey, look, I'm gonna take away your voice, and if this guy doesn't fall in love with you and give you a kiss. Then you're going to be a mermaid for life, and you're going to be my prisoner. Yeah. Do you accept the deal? Yes or no? She is the most honest villain ever. Right? What happens there? She gets stabbed by a ship. It's fucked up. That is fucked right? up. Well, okay. Ariel this, this, isn't, this isn't the point of what I know, I'm trying to... No, 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 but listen. I mean, I, get, I appreciate your defense yeah, of yeah, Ursula. Yeah, yeah, def- I appreciate it that you're... But right. what does it tell us about society? Okay, there we go. That's what right. I want. Here's what it tells us. I do us. appreciate your defense, though. It tells us that 
you can't attain things that aren't attainable, right? No, they were the means. Hold on a minute. Hold on. You can't attain the things that are attainable. That's the definition of being unattainable, asshole. Exactly. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go outside of your own means. No, wait, wait. No, no. What the hell is going on here? You're a mermaid. Be a mermaid. That's not the moral of the story. It is. It's, 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 it's be happy for what she has. It's went sideways so bad. No, that's not at all what she's trying it's, to say. It's what she's trying the to point, say. The moral of the story. First of all, the reason why Disney doesn't... I don't know what happened here. But it went wrong. We discussed this before we even started I'm just going to point this out. I felt this was more appropriate <laughs> we discussed. It went in the wrong direction. I don't know, but you need Jesus, okay? It's a racist, man. I'm a Muslim. I need Muhammad. Look, I'm just going to say that the reason why Disney does such a good job of villains is because they're based off of fairy tales. And uh. fairy tales are already inherently moralistic yes the moral of the story is lack of gratitude exactly the whole purpose of, of ursula is that she helps ungrateful people yeah poor unfortunate souls right yes people who are a little fat a little skinny a little this or a little that who don't appreciate what they have and want something more it's more than be careful what you wish for it's be grateful for what you have because when you attain the thing that you desire it's in general not what you think it is take ariel right ariel has a fucking all she's She's a fucking princess she's a princess her father is loving her sisters love her she gets to explore she does all this stuff but it's not enough for her she's going to marry this guy she saw two seconds she's never grateful so the moral of the story is gratefulness not whatever the fuck you just said whatever you just be happy with what you got stop trying to attain for the unattainable don't 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 say stop using the word attain because i like the word attain stop saying it don't attain for what's unattainable That's not, that's it's not a even, good moral. That's not even a phrase. Stop attaining it's for a, what is unattainable. It's not a phrase. This is it's incoherent English. It's, it's something my mom would say. It's a moral of life. Wrong. Stop reaching for things you can't grab. Jesus Christ! Also, Tell us another villain, for God's sake. Uh, there is the guy who fell in love with the hooker. No, that's <laughs> not, she's not a hooker. She's a Romani. No, no, stop. But you, you have, mean Frollo yes. from Hunchback of Notre Dame. This has gone so Listen, wrong. he so is bad. a judge and he falls in love with a Romani. It's not just that he, he falls in love. But he's self-righteous. Right? Yes, he's right? self-righteous. Prick about it's, it. It's saying that... He thinks he's better than everyone else. Yeah. He's holier than thou. Even though you might think your shit don't stink. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you attempt to like, reinterpret this through the lens of this is ending up like ruining these stories for people. Don't let your shit not stay. What it means at all. Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. No, he's no, trying to say. No. And also, fall in love with hookers is bad. She's not a hooker. She's not a She's, a, she's the protagonist of the story. Why can't hookers be protagonists? No. Have you seen it's a uh, Disney movie? What's the other movie with Julia Roberts? Pretty uh, Woman? Pretty Woman. The hooker's a protagonist in that one. Disney movie for fuck's sake well, they call her something else in the Disney movie obviously they call her Romani she's a gypsy in the movie but we all know that means she's hooker. Not a hooker there's no hooking involved there's no exchange of goods she's got a goat <laughs> she does goat no, 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 no 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 just stop listen the moral of the story is that evil comes cloaked in righteousness uh-huh. that's what you were trying to say yes I don't know why it turned into a, a fecal matter analogy don't act like you should don't don't, think. I don't know why you went there but that, that again oh sweet baby Jesus <laughs> the Lord sorry. save me you're gonna send me you're gonna send me to the grave okay I still think you should send me others. to the classroom in the sky is what you're doing so basically don't trust the religion no no I that don't trust the religion because the religious people are also good they give them sanctuary in the Notre Dame the moral of the story is that evil often doesn't show up in kind of cruel and crooked ways everyone assumed that that quasimodo was evil because he's misshapen he's monstrous but the real monster is who frollo the one who thinks he's self-righteous i mean even the song what does the song say who is the monster who is the man you start off with the impression that 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 quasimodo is the monster Yes. The real monster is the one who pretends to be self-righteous. That's the moral of the story. Way to ruin it. Also, Way don't. to ruin it. 
Man, it's okay to fall in love with hookers. No, no, there's no hookers involved in Disney. I'm just saying, man. I, mean, it's like a, I think it's a cardinal rule of Disney. No Not hookers. The, what? No hookers. That's one of the rules of Disney. Since when? So, uh, name a Disney movie with a hooker in it. Um, Pretty Woman. No, she said, said a Disney movie. It's not a Disney movie. I don't even know what it is. Is it Miramax? It doesn't matter. Universal. I mean, who was that? Who was that girl that that uh, that was that was paid to fall in love with Hercules? Yeah, she's a hooker. She's not a hooker. She's a spy. Yeah, Magara or whatever her name is. Potato, potato. She's a spy. She's not a hooker. She, she doesn't sleep with him for money. She sleeps with him for. She doesn't sleep with him at all. But she eventually, once they, they fall in love. Yeah, she's not a hooker. She's a spy. But she's sent there. Sent by Hades. Yeah. Why? To, to spy on him. No, to fucking make him, make her, make him fall in love with her. That's not, she's not a hooker. Though. That's a hooker. That's not a hooker. paying her for her goods. Goods were exchanged. No, there's no goods exchanged. Did you hear about the, did you hear the, uh, the, the dragon, the great dragon conspiracy of Mulan? Is he a hooker too? No. <laughs> um, if you fucking, if you, if you head down the path of Diz. Explain this. I'm going to turn your mic off. No, what you okay, call good. No, it's like, you know, she calls on the great dragon to protect the family yeah, and the yeah. dragon didn't show up. Oh, Mushu. Yeah. But then if you look at all the, uh, if you look at like her sword and like all the stuff where she's like doing they're her all dragons, they're all dragon symbols. Oh, interesting. So she was the dragon the whole time. Ah, interesting. So they're like, that. it makes Mulan even like a cooler movie than it already yeah. was. Like, there's a there's a live action of Mulan coming up too. Yeah, I know, but they're, they're taking out the, um, <laughs> the, the cross dressing thing, yeah. right? Yeah. No, him falling in love with the. Oh, him falling in love. Yeah, yeah. because technically he's the first openly bisexual. Is that bisexual? Because or pansexual? Yeah. I think pansexual makes more sense. Well, I mean, I don't know what it is, but he's obviously queer. Yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not. So don't say on the (laughs) spectrum. Yeah, sexuality is is is, okay. Look, stop, stop. You could say sexuality is. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's going on. It needs to stop. Your ignorance is at another level today. I've I've just got done with like hours of teaching. I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me. Not today, Satan. You've told me sexuality is on a spectrum. I said that sexuality is a spectrum. That's that's to say that people are on. You can't say on the spectrum because on the spectrum refers to autism you fucking asshole <sighs> you can say that his sexuality is fluid <laughs> you can say that it's complicated did you ever wonder where it all went wrong I, yeah I you do know? I did, we dropped him yeah we did when he was younger we dropped you I still don't see any fault in what no, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, we've dropped you. If you're on a spectrum of sexuality, you can say he's on the on the he's on a spectrum. You can say on the spectrum, though. This is there's a the colloquial here. All right, let's just let's just let's just let's let's, let's regain some sanity. Let's move on with breath. more with more villains that we can talk about. Right, take a deep breath because this is going to shit. All right, can I contribute? I'm about to Please. turn you okay. into a villain. All right, no problem. Let's. I'm I'm literally one dism away. From world villainy here, okay? I'm just going to point that out. That if I destroy the world, it's your fault. I'm going to mute my mic. <laughs> okay. Everyone take a deep breath. Deep breath. All right, so let's go. Let's have a villain be. The Catholic Church. Okay, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I, I, agree. Had to I agree. I had to do it. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. <laughs> he said one is a lot When I get depressed, I don't think of hurting myself. I think of hurting you two. I just want to put that in, in context here, okay? It's a plan of a serial killer. Right I here. just want to point that out, that the more angrier I get, the higher your chances of pain are. What have I done to anger you? <laughs> you called you call the Romani girl a hooker multiple times. Multiple times. You cannot prove that she's you somehow got monster versus man into shit don't stink. I don't even know. I don't even know what's happening anymore. I felt it appropriate. Podcast, I want this podcast to be over. All right, well, we won't get into the Catholic Church, then. Please don't. Yeah. All right, but uh, actually what I want to bring up was uh, from Watchmen, Ozymandias. Yeah, okay. Uh, v, um, I always feel like he kind of represents uh, that kind of cold, hard logic Yeah. that uh, ends up being really dangerous. I mean, we the mentioned... Valley. Are you sick? I'm getting there. Oh, God damn it. Fucking Yeah. You, you should know better than to come to this house sick. Should have known better. Yeah, it's true. Well, I'm gonna talk all muffled. Yeah. See, now we have to fucking murder him <clears throat> yep. for coming in here. Please, would you? All right. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. God damn it. All right. Fine. Whatever. Carry on about this awesome man. You interrupted him by his sickness. Yeah. Go on. So, uh, the the logic behind you know uh, someone being able to destroy millions yeah. of the population in order to ensure that the rest of the world. Stays in this peace. Number one is naive as hell. Yeah. The idea that somehow world peace will be achieved. It's actually 
cynical. Yeah. It's not naive because naive would see that you can achieve world peace. He's cynical because he believes world peace can't be achieved except through these extremes. Well, that's what Thanos thinks too, right? Yeah, he's an extremist. Instead of wiping off half the civilizations, all he had to do was snap his fingers and... He's an ultimate... Give everyone everything they needed. Ultimate pragmatist. The ultimate cynic. So I... Fucked up. I think that when it comes down to that, you know, like it's... A lot of people can try to look at the world in this weird absolutism. Technically, Mm -hmm. Rorschach in that that universe also looks at it that way as Mm -hmm. well. Um, but that in of itself kind of like shows kind of the nature of things too. It's like somehow when science becomes not about the betterment of human culture or society, about about what is more efficient. Yeah, but you know, I don't like, know if I'd see as horrible as Ozymandias, is. I don't know if he's a villain. What do you mean? He's an antagonist. Yeah, but he, I don't know if he's a villain. Well, he's trying to kill off half the population. Yeah, but he's he he doesn't see himself as a villain. Just because he doesn't see himself as a villain doesn't mean we don't see him as a villain. And I don't. Or he isn't he, a villain. I don't think that people see him as a villain either. But how so? Is is Thanos not because a villain? At the end of the day, well, Thanos is a villain because he wants to wipe out. He, for him, it's about balance. This guy is genuinely believes in deceiving people into peace. He believes in the concept of kill a thousand to save a million. So it's like lawful evil. I don't know if it's lawful evil either. I think this is like chaotic neutral. Neutral. Hmm. I don't know. Like, cause he's not. He's not cruel for cruel's sake. He's not violent for violence sake. He does what he believes is necessary. But does he pick certain people he's gonna save? No. So it's, everything's at no, random. No, it's, it's, it's undisputed. Just literally, it's random. Yeah. So can he go? He deceives the world into peace. He makes the bad guy Doctor Manhattan. Hmm. That's that's well, in the movie of, he does. That's kind of evil. In the movie does. And the so comic makes the screen I don't monster. know. He uses someone else as a scapegoat. That's yeah, evil. He's, he's I don't know. He's a tricky one. He's a he's a he's a kind of. I mean, obviously, Alan Moore genius that he is has uh, uh, been able to create something. But there's actually so if you ever read, they just released Doomsday Clock about a year ago, mm-hmm. where the DC universe and the Watchmen universe merged. Yeah. And there's a point where Ozymandias and Batman have a conversation with each other. Yeah. And, you know, Batman, obviously knowing what Ozymandias did is, you know, is, is, critici- is criticizing. And then Ozymandias goes, well, you know, we're really not that different. Yeah. It's just you're, you're small scale. You only care about the city. Yeah, no, the, you know, Ozymandias like, and Batman are the same person, just taking different extreme lengths. Yeah. So that's... I that's just, why I don't think he's, an e- he's evil. So that's that weird... Ozymandias is... is but he's a, an antagonist. Yeah, he's... I mean, but... I mean, could we really... You know, if we put ourselves in that situation... You know, like, could we could we be the ones to be like, if I happen, if I destroy the the continent of Europe in order to ensure the safety of the world, would we be able to do that? You, see, you know, like, also he thinks he's superior. Yeah. Right. The, the, the f- mere fact that he even makes that decision. Yeah. It comes from the place of I know best. Yeah. When, I know better than everyone else, and yeah, he is technically the smartest man in the world. But he's but, still no Dr. Manhattan, which is I think is interesting yeah. too. Though like, interestingly, in the movie, by being able to trick Dr. Manhattan, he indicates what? That the smartest man in the world can yeah. trick God. Oh. Because Dr. Manhattan's God in the basically the it's considered the equivalent of, of God in the universe. Hmm. He is actually God in kind of DC a little bit too. Like New Fifty Two was believed to have been Dr. Manhattan. Where he just creates a new civilization? No, he did something to fuck with the timeline. Hmm. They always do something to fuck with the timeline. And it's usually Doctor Manhattan that does it. Doctor Manhattan that's done it. So yeah, that's that's an interesting one. Because then, what does that say about society? That society is unable to help themselves. Yeah. Mm. That it requires that extreme length. Uh, the, the the real villain <clears throat> of the story is society. Is society? Is government? Mm-hmm. The fact that Nixon and Gorbachev was it Gorbachev? I think it was. I yeah. think it was Gorbachev, right? Mm-hmm. Nixon and Gorbachev had taken the world to that close of nuclear annihilation that Ozymandias thought it was necessary to do what he did. That's the real bad guy. The inability to see that you're headed to true mutual annihilation Hmm. or the ability to see it but refuse to do anything about it. That is... That's evil. Yeah. And I mean, Alan Moore is always been really good. I mean, obviously, V for Vendetta yeah, yeah. is also a huge part of all that yeah. stuff. But Alan, Alan Moore's ability to kind of to look into right. kind of those, those systems is amazing. The problem with, I think, comic book villains 
and the kind of villains that we've talked about so far. And then I think in the comic book level, villains are complicated. And that's not always the case when the comic books first started. Yeah. The first era of comic books, right? Batman comic books, Superman comic books, yeah. all these the villains were actually very simplistic, right? Yeah. We see these in, in the kind of the, the Spider-Man co- villains. They're all just animal characters of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Just, you know, scorpion, vulture, rhino, etc. Right? Octopus. Octopus. So we see that there is a sort of simplistic component to the villains. But the writers, as more and more writers came on, and as they rebooted and reimagined, they introduced nuance. They introduced complicated villains. Villains yeah. that didn't always fit the mold. And they made heroes complicated. Hank Pym, right? We talked about this. Ant-Man, right? Hank Pym is, is, is violent towards his partner. Mm-hmm. Right, it brings up the domestic violence first and foremost to the story arc. He's a hero, Tony Stark. Right, mm-hmm. Tony Stark. Alcoholic. He's an alcoholic. Right. Yeah. So I think the comic books do a way better <laughs> job of depicting the kind of complexities of villain versus good guy uh-huh. than I think the movies do. I think no matter how complicated you make Obadiah's train, how complicated well, you Vulture make was very like yeah, but even the Vulture, right? Yeah. They, oh, he's trying to do it just to you know to help his his family. Yeah. At the end of the day. It's a big bad. Yeah, he's selling arms dealers. When you've got yeah. a big bad and you have a hero, that puts forth the idea that the only way to truly defeat evil is what? Hero. A hero. <laughs> it's not everyday action, right? This is the exact opposite of The Hobbit, right? Mm-hmm. A random acts of kindness, random acts of good, right? Small acts, right? Instead, mm-hmm. it almost implies bystander syndrome. Mm. Wait until somebody else saves you. You're watching people be, get beat up. You're yeah. watching criminality happen. You just run away. And you do nothing. <clears throat> every, every one of the comic book movies, people do nothing. Right? Mm-hmm. But similarly, it also imagines <clears throat> evil as overly simplistic. Evil is what? The Green Goblin. Evil is what? Octopus. Evil is what? Thanos. It's something you can point at as someone and go, that person is evil. But that's not how societies work. That is true. Right? As horrible as Donald Trump is, right? Mm-hmm. It's a system that's putting kids in in cages. Yeah, he can't do it on his own, right? It's processes that create oppression and violence. I mean, there's a fantastic book written by a sociologist named Zygmunt Bauman, mm. who says name. modernity and the Holocaust. The book is called Modernity and the Holocaust because the Holocaust isn't because the question has always been, how do you get people to kill other people, right? And there is this really like originally the argument was like, oh, these people are just evil. Right, but that's not true. There's a, there's a whole studies done that like in Poland, they would ask, they would volunteer like if you don't want to get involved, don't get involved, and the people volunteered anyways. It's not because they were evil; it's because of peer pressure, mm-hmm. the societal pressure of being part of the regime. They were willing to go that far. Zygmunt Bauman's analysis of evil goes: the Holocaust is only possible through the systems of modernity, through a bureaucracy that transforms individuals into numbers. The person who's sitting at the desk and rubber stamping the trains mm-hmm. is fucking evil. Mm. But he's evil in a banal way. He doesn't think what he's doing is evil. What does banal mean? Banal means ordinary. Yeah. Okay. He's not he's not a supervillain. He's not Ultron. Yeah. He's not he's Thanos. A, yeah, pencil he's a pusher. fucking pencil pusher. He's an office worker. He just yeah. sees numbers and goes, okay, I gotta make sure that this number of people end up on these trains. Stamp. Yeah. yeah. And then right. those trains just happen to end up at a yeah. gas station. This all like, came out of Adolf Eichmann's trial. So during the Nuremberg trial, Adolf Eichmann was put on trial. This guy's like the grand architect of the Holocaust, right? Uh-huh. Made sure the trains ran. And they found out that he didn't even really hate Jews. Just an ordinary guy. Yeah, it was like, this is my job. Who's just like, this is my job, and I'm going to make sure I do the best job possible. That is the nature of evil. I'm more interested in that and those kind of depictions than I am in the kind of the big bad. Because at the end of the day, the people that, create, that, that commit the horrible atrocities aren't always going to look like... This is why I hate Hitler analogies, right? Yeah. You don't have to be a Hitler to be evil. Yeah. Right? It's the ordinary people. It's the people who don't stand up. To a bully. It's the people who look away. Mm-hmm. It's the people who enable it. Yeah. Right. It's the people who everyone around them is shouting the N word and they join in. Yeah. That those that type of evil is the real evil, and I don't think all of our depictions of, of villainy does it. I think fairy tale movies do a good job of portraying morals. Mm-hmm. Right. Giving you virtues and moralistic stories. Yes. Right in the case of Frollo, Ursula, etc. Hmm. I think comic book. Don't you even dare! I like that you. You didn't put a pause in there because I, I was going I to. I, <laughs> I was going to. I think comic book 
stories do a better job of introducing nuance. But I think comic book movies fail utterly in capturing true evil. And in this way, they fail the true test of storytelling, and that is to reveal truth through fiction. Truth to through lies. Star Wars does a relatively decent job. You know who does a phenomenal job? Yeah. Avatar. What? Avatar the Last Airbender. Oh, okay. Does I think you're talking a phenomenal about... job talking about evil. Minus the Fire Lord, who's a fucking megalomaniac. The Fire Nation is just a nation who yeah. thinks that they're civilizing the world. And in their desire to civilize, end up carrying out a genocide. Hmm. That is the most accurate depiction of a genocide in a cartoon series, in any fucking series, to be honest with you. Hmm. Brilliantly done. It's also, I did a whole thread on this, right? On, mm-hmm. on Twitter. Also the, one of the best depictions of radicalization. How are people radicalized, right? You see it through Zuko, right? Zuko is radicalized because he's alienated, because he's outside of his society. And he uses extreme measures in order to change his world. And so how does he de-radicalize? He's integrated. The soft influence of his uncle, right? This is phenomenally well done. That does a better job, in my opinion, of depicting evil and violence and without being overly gratuitous mm-hmm. than most of the stories we have. I will take, give me 10 depictions of people like the Fire Nation versus fucking Ultron. As compelling as Ultron is, yeah. you've built your own destruction. I get it, right? There's a whole implicit critique of arms dealing and whatnot in there, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he's a fucking robot, a big bad robot. It's yeah. the same story. That's going to do what? Iron what Man he, One. Yeah. What is he doing in, in, uh, to destroy the world? He's going to drop a fucking meteor on it or you yeah. know a planet. Well, uh. We um we we talked about it before where you kind of went the kind of the you know like evil a lot of times kind of comes in with this kind of righteous idea. Yeah, yeah, Frollo. <laughs> yeah, you know which is is perfect because really we have the, I think as humans we have this problem with if if it doesn't if the depiction doesn't isn't there it's hard for us to remember. Yeah, how bad it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. well, I, I mean, mean, how many times do people in history feel self righteous? Like, I always bring up Hazel Bryant whenever like people feel really proud of yeah. what they're doing. Hazel Bryant is one of the people who picketed <coughs> the uh, uh, Arkansas students, the integration in Little yeah. Rock. Yeah, the story about Hazel Bryant, though, I guess do you, know, do you know her story? Yeah, she became like like a no, no, but like she how sh- she got involved in that moment, that picture of her screaming. Oh, no, so one of her friends told her to come out there? Or no, she was just walking by. She didn't even plan to go to the protest. She didn't even know what was going on. She was just walking by and got caught up in it. She, everyone was yelling, and she joined in. Yeah. It haunted her for the rest of her life. That is... Yeah, she went on like, this tour to try to clear she, her name. It never, never worked. No. All history books show that. It's yeah. the Covington boys all over again, right? Yeah, you might yeah. think, no matter how self-righteous you think you are now, mm-hmm. the gaze of history is unflinching. Yeah. And it's not going to look good in the future. And that's the thing that people don't get, is in that moment, you feel self-righteous. You don't mm-hmm. need to feel evil. You feel self-righteous telling people to get the fuck out of your country. Yeah. There is a, uh, let's face you know, the element of, of you feeling good about yourself, yeah. regardless of what the action is. Yeah. Is an important part of that whole thing. Right? That's that's evil right there. Yeah. It's like that's a and once again it's that it's that it's that feeling that you get and yeah. that's the addicting feeling of yeah. feeling good about yourself. I never feel it personally. That's what <laughs> makes me the most heroic of now, all of us. There is but you one, know, like, there is one yeah. Marvel depiction that does do this well. Purple Man. Oh, from uh, Purple Jessica Man Jones? isn't out for world domination. He doesn't think he's a bad guy. He's just a guy with a lot of deep psychological fucking problems who thinks he's in love with Jessica Jones. But what does he do? It's abusive. Yeah, it's yeah. manipulative. It's cruel and exploitative. Yeah, that's yeah. the best depiction. That is a better villain than anything put that's forth true. by a and, Marvel movie. And that's actually a great depiction of what happens when they can't be controlled either yeah. because he has the ability to control people Absolutely. and there's no He's way of getting around it. a perfect example of questions of privilege, of power dynamics, yeah. but, of people who people who are actual domestic, like they, they carry out domestic assault, domestic mm-hmm. violence. They don't see themselves as evil or violent people. They do. They genuinely, if you ask them, will say, I love my wife. Yeah. I love her, but she makes me do this yeah right like that is the insidious nature right like right there that kind of psych, the psyche there if we don't explore that if we keep falling back on these kind of familiar tales they become self-validating and right? we see that with it's the, the picture yeah. of what captain america punching hitler yeah it's self-val- yeah. it feels good yeah bad guy hitler 
Captain America punches him. We never want to, uh, I think a lot of it's personal pride too, you know, like uh, we never want to admit when we've been duped. Yeah. We never want to admit that we've been We also don't want to admit that we we are the bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. We are the heroes of our stories, right? Yeah. Sure. The stories we tell about ourselves are always heroic. No yeah. matter how bad our self-esteem is, we're the main character. That's yeah, true. We never want to admit that maybe we're the villains in our own stories. I don't know about y'all. Every, every time we've given in to peer pressure, every time we've bullied, every time we've been cruel, every time we've, we've gone with the flow with something when we know it wasn't right, everything we, every time we chose not to say something, to be like, ah, it's too much of a hassle. Those are the little decisions that we make that have deeper, deeper consequences. Eh, it's just steering off the path to get back to the, you know. What is that? You know, like, there's a hero's journey. You got to step off the, the, the path and then come back into it. No, no, but the hero's journey, you learn something from. You're not, that's not, you deciding to become evil is not the hero's journey. That's just, you, you literally just justified being an asshole. Yeah, it's missteps. For fuck's sake. Eventually, I become a good person again. <laughs> See, with that logic, you are the true villain of this podcast. Sounds like some Ayn Rand shit, actually. It sounds like some Ayn Rand shit. All right, that let's end it here. She, I want to hear. I she wrote interviews with the vampire. No, no, no. That's that's Anne Rice. That's Anne Rice. No, <laughs> no, definitely wrong. Definitely wrong. I want to hear from other people. What depictions of villains do you find compelling or interesting? Do you agree with our assessment? Yes. That sometimes the the notion of villainy is overly simplistic and self congratulatory. Don't act like your shit. No, no, take. don't you dare even say that. All right, this is gonna let you know how you can get in contact with us. <laughs> We're on. <laughs> Sorry. Facebook, Facebook.com slash currently nerdy, Twitter at currently nerdy, uh, Instagram at currently nerdy, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com, YouTube, YouTube.com slash currently nerdy. We're on Google, the Google Play Store, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Make sure you go uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us. Give us a five star review. I'd uh, really appreciate it. And if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, I can get a hold of you. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTRAN214. That's V Y T R A N214. Or on my website, thesandwichslayer.com. Lee? You can catch me on my website at alilomi.com or on Instagram and Twitter at A A O L O M I or on our sister podcast, Head on History. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks. You can find me everywhere at Dizbulla, D I Z B U L L A H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerd. Oh, hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. Even hookers.